Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Melissa Mason. And Mel, I just told you I had two near-death experiences today and I don't feel like you reacted in the right way. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I was very upset for you. So Laura just told me, I think the one that really stood out to me was that your hairdryer caught on fire. And when she says caught on fire, she means on fire. Flames. Well, the sad side about that is I do have a bad fringe today because I couldn't blow dry it. (laughs) But even more important is that in the line of duty for The Spill last night and only got lost in the wilderness. I'm calling the wilderness those parklands in Sydney CBD because I went to the premiere of My Policeman that's mm. coming out, which I want to talk about so much, but we won't do that now, coming on Amazon Prime this week. It's a new movie with Emma Corrin, Harry Styles. There's been so much around it. But before that, I got lost in a park for like 30 minutes, chased by a magpie, and I only got saved <laughs> because our co-host Chelsea McLaughlin was meeting me at the event and had to like call and guide me through these parklands. Were you running from it. the magpie while she was I was trying to run, you? but I had like high heels on and a black silk dress. So I'm just also worried of people because like a lot of people saw me running because yes. I was late, I was lost, and a magpie was after me. Yes. So it was a lot happening. That is so much going on. I know. This is the kind of stuff, like it's not all glamorous on this side, guys. People think entertainment <laughs> journalism glamorous. It's not. Sometimes you could be it's... running from magpies. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's very dangerous. Okay, we actually do have a very serious topic to talk about today. You probably saw that I sent this to our group chat at like 11 o'clock midnight last night because I was recovering from the near-death experience. (laughs) But Lindsay Lohan has done her first big magazine cover story in so many years, I can't even remember, on Cosmopolitan. But when you and I read the interview, we now have some really, I guess, complicated thoughts about her comeback. So we're going to get into that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So making news today, the Australian Press Council have ruled that the Sydney Morning Herald's report on Rebel Wilson, so that was back in June when they outed that she was in a relationship with Ramona Agruma, has intruded on her reasonable expectations of privacy. So there was obviously a big furor over that at the time. Rebel Wilson posted to her account that she thought she was looking for a Disney prince, but she was actually looking for a Disney princess. Everyone celebrated her new relationship with Ramona, and then it came out that the Sydney Morning Herald had given her only a certain amount of time to respond to these reports before they were effectively going to out her. So that was written by the newspaper's gossip columnist, Andrew Hornery. And obviously there was a huge headlines around at the time. The article was put up, taken down. Andrew wrote a retraction. The paper wrote a piece. Everyone talked about it. It was quite huge. So following the Australian Press Council's ruling, Rebel posted a statement to her Instagram account that I thought was quite interesting because I feel like after that initial hype around it, it really died down and 
we've been seeing all these beautiful pictures of the two of them together. But in this Instagram statement, she really talked about the fact that being outed by this newspaper is still weighing on their minds a lot to this day, which obviously completely makes sense. So Rebel wrote, just seeing the news that the Australian Press Council has condemned the Sydney Morning Herald and their journalists for their recent grubby behaviour of trying to out my same-sex relationship. And while I didn't personally ask for any action to be taken, that's interesting because a few people were saying that she was the one pressing this, Mm -hmm. I am glad that this has been officially recorded and recognised. And she wrote this alongside a photo of herself and her girlfriend, Ramona. And then she went on to say, their actions did cause Ramona and I a lot of distress. And while we've remained classy, there are still pains from having to rush this news publicly, which we are still dealing with. But we are going to move on and focus on all the amazing new things in our life, sending love to everyone everyone. So I have two very important Halloween updates that I need to discuss urgently, Laura. So you know how Kim Kardashian dressed up as Mystique for Halloween, like full latex bodysuit, prosthetics, the whole shebang as she does. And it would have taken hours and we were like, lol, she's doing all of this work to go absolutely nowhere and just take some photos for social media. Well, it turns out that she did go somewhere to Tracy Ellis Ross's 50th birthday party, except it wasn't a dress up. So (laughs) I am obsessed with the visual of Kim walking up to Tracy's door and being like, I look incredible. I am Halloween. I am Halloween embodied as she should. She looked amazing, but I like to think she was fashionably late and she walks into this quiet dinner and it's like this little soiree. Everyone's in chic cocktail wear because it's all very stylish, low key. And she's like, cool, I'll just launch myself out the window because I'm the only one here in a Halloween costume and I'm in a Halloween (laughs) costume. She might've been just doing it for Part of me thinks, how could she possibly, you know, she would have known. I do feel bad because I was really ragging on her yesterday for being all the Kardashians, for being so sad and just doing these really stylized photo shoots in their homes and not actually going anywhere in their Halloween costumes. And I don't know whether Kim felt that energy and she needed to prove a point. (laughs) So she went to a fancy (laughs) sit down dinner, but then she posted photos of people in costumes later on. So maybe she went to a costume party afterwards. I don't know. Mystery of our times, but the mystery. I feel like that woman does nothing by accident. Her life is so regimented. So maybe she planned this. Agree. But look, the photo is actually incredible. Like Tracy's in this like amazing like maroon dress and she's Mm. like beaming. And then there's just like Kim and she looks like this like creature that's crawled out of like the upside down in Stranger (laughs) Things. It's so good. The second one is actually about us, like Australia. In case you didn't know. I mean, you know, but in case anyone listening doesn't know, (laughs) Ryan Gosling is in Sydney filming The Fall Guy. He actually shut down Elizabeth Street yesterday for a stunt scene, which I just love. I love celebrities in our midst. (laughs) I just, you know, like, you know, when you're like in LA or New York and that's always happening, there's always a street that's closed down for filming. And And you just see celebs like when you're having lunch, walking down the street next to you. Yeah, exactly. But when it happens here, it is just so (laughs) special. I was actually at a drinks on the weekend in the rocks and we overheard this lady walking her dog complaining to like a security guard about how Ryan Gosling was about to close down their street. And I was like, don't complain, lady. I wish this would happen to me. (laughs) You know what else I also wish would happen to me is what happened with Ryan Gosling yesterday. So it was Halloween. He's American. His kids are here. And so is his partner, Eva Mendez. And what are you going to do when you're an American celebrity family in Sydney? You are going to go trick-or-treating in Bondi. 
So what I love about this story is, firstly, it's really close to my parents' house, and I'm very upset they didn't arrive on my dad's doorstep because he absolutely would not know who they were. And well, I maybe they did, and your dad just doesn't know. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to ask him today. But secondly, I also love that Ryan had the foresight to wear a mask. So he's literally just in a T-shirt and jeans, but he's got this, like, full-face little monster mask on, unrecognisable. Like, you wouldn't know it was Ryan Gosling just from sight. Obviously, you're not going to know his kids. But then Eva Mendez just gives absolutely nothing and wears just devil horns. And I can't work out if she was like, nah, I want people to recognize me. Or if she has some kind of like celebrity dysmorphia where she doesn't realize that she's actually incredibly recognizable and super famous. And like that walking up to your door, people are going to know who you are. But like... Imagine it's Monday evening, you're in your jammies, you've taken your makeup off, your hair's up in your bird's nest bun. <laughs> Maybe you're a bit bar humbug about Halloween too, you know, they've interrupted your TV, your nightly shows. Then ding dong, it's Ryan effing Gosling and Eva Mendez on your doorstep asking for candy. Can you even, I can't even get my head around it. I would perish on the spot. <laughs> perish on the spot. Well, <laughs> we'll stand by from an emergency broadcast from Mel's parents to see if they did in fact <laughs> turn up in Bondi. <laughs> Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Well, are you ready for the most nothing interview you'll ever hear about? (laughs) I'm talking about Lindsay Lohan's first big cover story in years for Cosmopolitan in which she gives us literally zero. It's called Eight Hours with Lindsay Lohan, and I'm not criticising the writer Madeline Frank Reeves, but this may as well have been eight minutes. We all know how celebrity interviews work, and a lot of what they divulge is decided by them and their publicity team, not necessarily by the outlet. So no shade on Madeline, and really no shade on Lindsay either. It's just a choice. Yes. Is how I feel about this. Look, honestly, there's not a lot of top takeaways here. These are the ones that stood out to me. Her husband is a very calm person, she says. She meditates in the shower. She wants to do an action film in the future. She needs seven to eight hours of sleep. Same. I really related to that one. (laughs) And if you get a laser facial, Laura, you should ask for the numbing cream ahead of time so it doesn't hurt. Oh, my God. If this was a physical magazine, I would have thrown it across the room (laughs) at that moment because I looked. I'm like, guys, we're nearly through the interview and you guys are talking about numbing cream. Say something. Say anything. Give us anything. Look, the closest she gets to saying something I felt was that she likes that social media lets you control the narrative because obviously it wasn't as big a thing when she was younger and very, very famous. But that's pretty much as deep as she goes on that tumultuous, traumatic 20s that she had. Like she doesn't go into anything about fire crotch, about the boyfriends that she had, Wilma Valderrama, like their age gap and how that affected her, that photo of her and Britney in Paris, the feuds. She had so many feuds, Mm. all of the effect of like Perez Hilton and TMZ on her life. Like Lindsay really was at the top of women we loved to hate and destroy in the 2000s. And I was really expecting her comeback right now because she's got a Netflix film coming out, which is a Christmas movie, which I'm very excited about. (laughs) But then she's also got another two movies in the works with them and they're undecided. So this really could have been her moment to like leap off into the stratosphere, come back, Lindsay Lohan 2.0, we all love her. And instead she just did this really blur interview where she didn't really give us anything. 
Yeah, and that itself is the interesting thing. So I was scrolling through Instagram last night before bed and I saw Jessica Pell, who's the editor of Cosmo Mm -hmm. in the US, post this cover. My immediate thought was, oh, my God, Lindsay Lohan has not done a big magazine cover story, like an in-depth story in so many years, like not quite a decade, but getting close to that. And in the caption, Jessica said that this had been over a year in the making. So I clicked into it so fast and I broke my hand off. (laughs) And to kind of see that there was not a lot there, I think, says something to the fact that Lindsay's team and the article does say that Lindsay has this huge team around her. Interestingly, she's still got the same publicist she's had since she was a child Mm. and her whole team around her. And the fact that it was so controlled, like they're literally counting down the seconds that she's talking to this journalist. And you can see that she's trying to do this rapid fire question with her. And I think obviously Cosmopolitan would have run like a three page in-depth interview with Lindsay if her team had allowed it. So I feel like it's her team that's controlling the narrative or her. And it was so restrictive to the point that it might as well have been like a little Q&A. It may as well have been like one of those little tiny columns that you used to get at the front of a magazine. Yeah, exactly, like a little space filler. And I think that that's very strategic because I think they're being so careful with her relaunch and so careful of her brand coming back into the public eye in this way. I mean, she does have a podcast where she interviews people. I mean, I haven't really listened to it a lot because there's not a lot there either. But she doesn't go into depth on her own life in that. And she barely posts on Instagram or anything like that. She hasn't done any other interviews. So it's like she's very much keeping herself so completely separate from the Hollywood machine. And like you're saying, that's so interesting because after her being such a huge child star and such a big teen star and like meaning so much to like our generation in particular – she now has like, you know, her fall was like quite a big one in terms of like not just the fact that she was in all these celebrity feuds and had all these big breakups, but she was literally uninsurable to be in movies anymore because of her behavior was so bad. That's something that happens to very few celebrities. Like even if you're very badly behaved or you have some legal issues, you can still be insured for a movie. And then there were all these high profile celebrities who tried to give her like a second chance, like Oprah trying to do a documentary Mm -hmm. series with her and then chastising her for not turning up for filming and all this stuff. So she had this huge fall from grace and that big viral magazine article about her trying to make her movie come back but running away from the set like there was so much stuff and I thought this was her chance to really get in there and tell her story especially now that we are looking at women from that time point through a different lens yeah. and the fact that she was too scared to do it is what I'm kind of reading behind the lines says yeah. a lot. I get the vibe that she shouldn't have that publicist anymore. Like, I feel like (laughs) you shouldn't have a publicist that you've had since you were a kid. She's gone through so many changes in her life. I feel like she needed someone fresh. Like, I don't really know anything about this publicist. I just feel like this is a publicist that really hasn't, I'm sorry, served her that well over the years. (laughs) And like, just get someone new. Like, so basically I'm fascinated by Lindsay Lohan at the moment because I was listening to a two-parter podcast by, it's Lena Dunham's podcast called The C Word. It's really amazing. And in it, like they looked back kind of at her childhood and her child acting into her teen years. And it is just horrific the way we treated this little girl who had very broken family. You know, we know famously that her parents were like a bit of a mess, but they were also talking about her to the media all the time. And then, you know, people were just taking advantage of her left, right and centre. It's no wonder that she had a big fall from grace in her 20s. And then for us to rip her apart in public, like us socially, but also through like news outlets, she was just destroyed. I want to see her reflect on that. And I feel like she would have a lot to say on that. I really do. And you're seeing Paris Hilton do that now and really like 
I guess, making us rethink how we spoke about her and what was actually happening behind the scenes. Like, we would never have talked about Paris Hilton the way we did if we knew about the abuse she'd been suffering at that school and, you know, all of the stuff going on with her. Lindsay had all of that and we kind of knew about it and we still did that to her. I really think if she wants to reinsert herself into like Hollywood in a really solid way and get back into like not our good graces but just I guess be modern Lindsay and like kind of be Lindsay 2.0. She needs to talk about all of that stuff and show us what was actually going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's interesting how much we expect now women to be these big spokespersons and kind of have these big stances on history and feminism and fame and everything just to be in movies. And I'm I'm saying the same thing because one of my biggest takeaways from this interview is that she doesn't talk about the fact that she's married and apparently has this really fairy tale relationship. And for me, I'm like just looking from a publicity lens, that's such an easy in for her to completely change her image, to get people Mm. on side, to reinvent herself. I'm not saying she should use her marriage for publicity. Like that's the cynical side of me, but that's what you should do. Because interestingly, her husband turns up at the photo shoot with her brother because even though those siblings went through hell with their crazy parents, those siblings have always been really crazy close. And I think it's interesting that like she's never shared wedding photos. She never really talks about him. Mm. There's been all these insinuations that he's some sort of a gold digger. You know what I mean? Like there's a bit of negativity around that, but she could use her marriage to to propel herself into like everyone just wanted Lindsay Lohan to have this really simple fairy tale comeback and in our mind a fairy tale comeback is a lovely marriage she's on magazine covers talking about her life she's in movies yeah. and because this comeback doesn't look like what we thought it would look like it feels very unfulfilling it, it's a I'm weird like, thing how can you not address that part of your life. Like, I actually agree with you. It is really interesting that we put this expectation on women who had troubled pasts to speak to it. It's kind of in that icky way where we go, oh, you were assaulted or something, and now here's an assault news. You yeah, need and if to you won't speak talk about, about it, it then we share yeah. about it. Yeah, like, we don't want to hear about your movie. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you have to share about everything. You have to share about every social issue and every feminist issue, which is ridiculous. Like, people don't have to if they don't want to. But I do think when it's Lindsay, like, that decade was chaos for her and like she had some very public breakdowns like even the Oprah documentary is like incredibly public breakdown I do think if you're expecting to come back and make yourself a star again I think that you can't give an interview like this basically I don't think you have to reveal everything about your life I think you can keep parts private I definitely think you can just not talk about certain areas of your life but I think you got to give something for a cover story It's a really rocky start to her comeback. Look, obviously, she's got a Christmas movie coming out. She'll give more interviews and do more press leading up to it. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe she's saving her big tell-all for something else. But I feel like this was a real rocky misstep to her big comeback. And also, I find it super complicated that I'm both protective of her and want her to have her privacy and also want her to just talk on everything and, like, take her place in these women in Hollywood who have reframed themselves. So, you know, Lindsay Lohan continuing to be complicated. We'll link the Cosmopolitan story in the show notes. You can have a read, let us know. Were you as disappointed as we are or did you think it was okay just to see some beautiful photos of Lindsay Lohan making her comeback? Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 